Happy Wednesday. God bless you for being here today. I am excited and thrilled about the potential that we have as believers. I'd like to pass on a couple of thoughts today. This is our morning time together. I'm George Watkins, and I'm glad you're here. If you're new, or if you haven't been here very often, thank you for coming by. Stay around a while. God never makes a mistake, and he brought you along today. Okay, well, we're going to talk about dreams and visions. It's a <clears throat> attractive, interesting some people come with curiosity. Some come with hunger. There's a difference. If you're curious about a meal to see what it is, what kind of steaks and fish are on the table, that's different than being hungry for a meal. You sit down. You're not really concentrating on how, what the size of it is or what the texture of it is, but when you're hungry, you want to eat, you want to eat. Now, that's not to say the meal shouldn't be delicate or delightful or full of energy and vitamins, sure. But if you're not hungry, you'll play with it. If you're not hungry and just curious, you'll uh, shove it aside, you'll not eat at all. <laughs> Amen. Okay, enough of that. We're not going to cook you a meal in the food department. We're going to serve up a meal from the spirit department. Hallelujah. Talk about dreams and visions today. Let me, uh, let me turn over into the book of Ephesians just for a moment. We're going to read a few lines out of the Amplified Bible. I love the Amplified. It's been one of my favorites for a long time. I started reading the Amplified when it was just in parts in hardback co copies, little small books, before they put it in a in a uh, Bible form, you know, with leather and things. Anyway, we're going to read a few a few lines out of there, and then we're going to talk about being free to be who God calls us to be. We we just don't know the limitations we have until we are free. My sister, Joanne, is a, a dog lover, has been all of her life, and especially in the last part of her life, you know, the uh, adult part of her life, she's always had big dogs, large dogs. Well, this last one that she has now, Dalton is his name, is a show dog that uh, is a German Shepherd show dog. Been, he's been in shows all of his life. He's lived in a cage all of his life when they wasn't walking around and showing off and exercising in some form. They put him back in a cage. Now he's got a personality that reflects being shut up. He likes small. He likes to hang out in rooms. He doesn't like to adventure, go out, you know, and hang out in the, in the big places. He's been contained so long that he's got a certain personality. When we come into the things of God and we get boxed in with predetermined truth and revelation, this is uh, catch-22, uh, sticky wicket, all those terms we use when we're getting nervous about 
thinking about something. Oh, how, oh boy, if I think that way, it may just take all the brakes off and I'd go, you know, I just go into heresy. All right. Well, I told you before, I, I dance on the edge of heresy. Now, I say that with a little humor. Who wants to be a heretic? Who wants to be, who wants to be wrong? Who wants to be cast out of their, you know, the company of their friends because they're in error? Nobody. However, if you've ever looked into history much, which I know you probably have, most of the great men of history have been ostracized, shoved aside, you know, ignored, even maligned and criticized until that thing they had revelation on came to season and age. Kenneth um, E.W. Kenyon, E.W. Kenyon wrote a ton of books. I mean, when you put them all together, they fill a shelf. My dad brought some of his books home in 1958. The Authority of the Believer. You can have what you say and, you know, uh, things about uh, the covenants and what happened from the cross to the throne, books like that, the name of Jesus. Well, they were so explosive in that Pentecostal era of time in our world in the 50s and 60s that uh, <clears throat> there were not a lot of our contemporaries looking into that. Well, my dad did, brought them home, passed them around the family. It exploded in our revelation of some of the areas of the of the covenants of God, of the authority of the believer, of what happened from the cross, after the cross to the throne, so forth, all those things that nobody was teaching us in the Sunday morning pulpits in the Pentecostal churches. Oh, we were taught about the baptism and speaking in tongues and healing. We were talk about, talking about no, for, no, no fornication, no pool. You, know, you couldn't go in the public swimming pool and you couldn't curse. No drinking, no smoking. We, we learned a lot about that. You know, that's, <laughs> those were the rules. Well, this, this E.W. Kenyon then was my, my father had a church in uh, Tacoma in the 40s, just, he says, his back door of the church in, was backed up to the back door of E.W. Kenyon's book and uh, a church. And he told his apostle about it. And his apostle said, don't fool with that man. Don't get around him. He's, he's crazy. He's way out there. I mean, he's, he's off, off the rails. <laughs> well, that's 1940. Uh, 18 years later, he dad brought in his books that revolutionized our life. So when you get boxed in, you can get frozen in revelation. You can get stuck in what is good for the season, but death if you stay there too long. For instance, the uh, children of Israel. The, the Israelites and, and, and the original family of them, when Joseph invited them in, let them come to Egypt and gave them food, and then they invited all their families in, he, he saved the seed of Israel and Jesus, the seed that brought Christ. He saved them. 
and they were they were in Egypt 400 years but somewhere in that time after Joseph died they begin to be slaves and in bondage and God had to deliver them from Egypt so they could go to Canaan land now when you come into John 3:16 as a new believer it, it just changes your life for god so loved the world you learn for the first time that god loves the world doesn't hate men you know he's not out to kill you and you learn that and you live in it but if you sit and listen to 750,000 sermons on god so loved the world you're going to be a spiritual pygmy you're not going to expand and grow revelation in that verse is way beyond what we have ever experienced. <laughs> Amen. Well, I heard someone say, speak for yourself. I know it all. <laughs> uh, that little humor this early in the morning. Okay. Now, with that in mind, I want to talk about dreams and visions. And um, let's, let me read um, Ephesians. Uh, what am I start with? Ephesians 3.19 out of the Amplified, that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourself the love of Christ, which is far, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. The, um, the theorist, you know, the, the academic, the, man, the person who, <laughs> what's that statement they say, if you can't do, you teach. <clears throat> Sorry, teachers, that's not a put down. It's just um, an illustration of people who sit in a classroom but never go out and do the job. Now, he says here that you, had, you, you need experience for yourself. You need to experience the love of God. That you may, you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God. That is, may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Oh, wow. That was a, that was a truckload. I'm telling you, there's things that we need to have revelation on that we're not getting just through the mind and through the classroom. I am all for Bible school. I'm all for the concordances and the thick books on theology, I have a room full of them. As a matter of fact, probably boxes that aren't even on the shelf. I've read the revelations and the things that men and women have captured and written down, and it has impressed me and helped me in my growth. However, what can happen if we're not careful is that that frames our world and that's all we get. It's, it's interesting to me that we'll go back to a, a person who had a revelation 500 years ago. Some of the old writers, you know, the ancients that have given us um, revelation through their writings. And read that as gospel today. As if nothing has expanded past that. Now you say, do we not go there? Well, it's good foundation. It's, it's a good thing to put your feet on to start with, but you need to have personal experience with understanding the word of God and your own life. 
Also, if you're if you're always running to um, you know the next spiritual giant, whether it be your pastor or your spiritual leader or your home group leader or or someone around you that you believe is superior to you in spiritual understanding, if you do it all the time, you be it becomes a bondage because you're not developing your personal co contact. Okay. Go to uh, first uh, Ephesians one, Ephesians one seventeen. <clears throat> Amplified. For I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into the mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. Now, here's Paul, who is superior in his experience. He, after all, he was, he went to the third heaven. <laughs> he wouldn't even tell us what he saw. It was so great. He's talking to the believers and to the ones that are following him in the churches, and he's telling them they can have that experience and more. Don't just look to me as the great Bawana, as they say, you know, the great guru, great spiritual man. You find yourself an experiencing God that uh, surpasses what I've experienced. All right. He says, verse 18, and having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set apart ones. Okay, now let's wrap this up. Dreams and visions. Why are they so important? Well, <clears throat> the Bible's filled with them, over 200 Dream, dreams and visions in the, in the scriptures. The New Testament starts with five dreams and two visions and ends with the greatest documented vision in the word of God, which is revelations. Indicating to me, I may not know my beginning or my ending if I don't understand dreams and visions and have them in my life. You say, I never dream. Yes, you do. They tell us, smart people tell us that can study the human, the human frame, that every, every one of us dreams one to three hours a night. Whoa, well, you say, I'm there. I, I don't know anything about dreams. It's because you just don't know they're there yet. Ask the Lord to reveal. Amen. Now, with that in mind, <clears throat> at 70 years of age, you have dreamed seven 76,650 hours of dreams. <laughs> now, in that period of time, in that period of time, God wants to give you direction and instruction and comfort and encouragement and revelation in your dream life. The scriptures are filled to over 200 times. The scriptures are filled with men who had a revelation through a dream or a vision. Jesus himself was saved from death when Joseph had a dream. And God said, get out of the town. <laughs> Danger's coming. And he went to Egypt, stayed there for two years until he heard that Herod, Herod was dead. 
And then he came back in a dream. A dream came. The angel came, spoke to him, and said, you can go back now. The old boy's dead. <laughs> so in this, the purpose of dreams and visions is for comfort, guidance, instruction, edification, warnings, revelation. All those things happen in a dream or a vision. Now, the Bible calls dreams night visions. That's how, that's how close they are in the, uh, the experience and the purpose. They both serve the same purpose. I encourage you to open your spirit up and believe that you have the ability to hear God's voice in your night sleep, that you put your head on the pillow and listen to the spirit of God. Job's, Job 33 talks about this. And it says there's an angel that comes as a messenger from God. Of course, we know Hebrews says that they are messengers sent to minister to those who are heirs of salvation. Now, it says in Job 33 that they come and they speak things into our life. So when you turn the lights out, invite God's message. Get it to me, Lord. Whatever it takes, dreams and visions, an angel visitation, or a thump in the head. <laughs> Let me know what's you, what you got in your heart, okay? Well, Wednesday's a good time to expand our understanding and get out of the box of revelation to see past the limits that we have been in in our life. I love you guys. Thank you for your time and your prayers and your support in all areas, including those encouraging notes you send me and the attaboys and the thank yous and the financial blessings along the way. Some of you have been faithful in that in the last few years, and it helps us in our expenses and puts gas in the tank so we can go down the road. <laughs> I'll see you in the morning. Tomorrow's Thursday. And we will be as excited tomorrow, well, maybe a little more tomorrow as we are today. Until then, dream on.